Good morning, everybody. It's Pastor Chris from Victory Biker Church, Maine, and you're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast. So I've been sitting here praying, and I've been talking to God, and, you know, we were, at one point, we were going through a book of the Bible, and we were studying it out chapter by chapter, and we kind of fell away from that. And I I feel like God is really telling me that we need to do that. Um, You know, I need need to get back to focusing on on going through the book, you know, each book of the Bible and and looking and seeing what it is that he's trying to tell us. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to start out uh, refreshing this um, through the book of Proverbs. Uh, I absolutely love, there's so much wisdom in the book of Proverbs. So we're going to start there and we're going to work our way through chapter by chapter and line by line and verse by verse. So we're going to start Proverbs chapter one. Uh, This is actually the purpose of Proverbs. Um, There are Proverbs, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline and help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives and to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of these wise, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen to when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. When you learn from them, what you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone just for the fun. Let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive and like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down into the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share in the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from them and their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They're trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish in your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I will share my heart with you and make you wise. I call you so often, I've called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you're in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, 
when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When the cry for help, when they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated the knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear or harm. All right, church, there's a lot to unpack here. Hang on a second, I need some coffee. All right. So the first part of the book of parables, when we start in verse one, you know, it talks about the purpose of the parables. The purpose of this is to teach us wisdom and discipline. It's to give us insight. It's to give us knowledge and and help us to make right choices and help us to make the choices that God wants us to make and see it in the godly way that we're supposed to see things as Christians. You know, the, the purpose is to teach people to live a disciplined life. You know, th- this is one of the, I think, the big misconceptions that we see in modern Christianity is, you know, we profess that we we live for God and we profess that we're saved, yet we want to live however we want to live. And we've compromised sin in our lives and we, we, we've accepted that certain sins might be okay. You know, maybe that's not how it was supposed to be interpreted. Maybe it was a different, you know, maybe God meant something different. Well, things are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, just like God is. And, you know, because he doesn't change his mind on things. So if we're supposed to be living disciplined lives, that's, what does discipline mean? It means that there's going to be some sacrifice. We're going to have to let some things in our lives fall away. So we can be what? Live disciplined and successful lives. It, these are good. It's going to help us to do what's right, just, and fair. And when we do those things, when we give our direction to God, when we give up control and give direction to letting God direct our lives, we're going to live a good life. We're going to live that righteous life that Jesus talks about. These problems are going to give insight to the simple. Now, we're not talking when when they talk about the simple. We're talking about new. We're talking about people that don't understand what it means yet to walk for Jesus. It's going to give knowledge and discernment to young people. To people that are young in their faith, young in their walk with God, it's going to give knowledge and discernment. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Oh my goodness, guys. And think about that. If, If you are already walking in the knowledge of Christ and we read through this book of Proverbs this promises us to make us smarter in our walk with God it promises us that we're going to be wiser in God's ways who doesn't really want that it says let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables the words of the wise and their riddles you know I love the fact that Jesus teaches in parables throughout a lot of his ministry because parables 
they, they, they grab your attention because they're stories. Everybody loves stories. And every, back then, people learned by listening to stories. That's how information was passed down. But, you know, Jesus taught in parables because the, the parables, the, the earthly story with the heavenly meaning, as Jesus taught in those parables, some people just listened to it and said, yeah, this was a great story. But the ones that, that it pricked their heart and they knew that they were supposed to be more, they're the ones that came with questions. And, you know, as you read your Bible every day, and I hope you read your Bible every day, you know, as you read in your Bible every day, when was the last time you didn't just read it? When was the last time you, you studied it and had questions? Verse 7, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. You know, I got to tell you, I think we as a nation, we as a Christian nation, have forgotten what fear of the Lord is. We have forgotten that we are supposed to have reverence to God. And don't get me wrong, yes, it says that He is our friend, He is our Father. But we are supposed to have reverence to God. We are supposed to have a healthy fear of God. He is the creator of all things, heaven and earth. Everything that you see, touch, taste, and smell, God created. He created you. And in the blink of an eye, His creation could go away. And that's not to say that He's going to He's going to punish you because you're, you're not doing what he wants you to do. But we don't have a fear of the Lord because we don't believe. We read these stories, but we don't believe these stories with everything that within, that's within us. Because if we did, we would believe that when we cheat God, when we lie to God, that he could strike us down like he did in stories with the old, in the Old Testament, like Ananias and Sapphira. He, they, they lied and they cheated God. And they, he struck them down. Boom, dead. You know, we don't believe that God could bring plagues. We believe, we don't believe in a healthy fear of God anymore. The fools despise wisdom and discipline. The fools do. Where are you falling into? I mean, are you, are you fearing and trusting the Lord? is the foundation of all of your knowledge or is what you believe what you believe is really really real is the foundation and the core of that Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that he came and came down from heaven as a man died for your sins rose again for you is that your core belief do you believe that with one hundred percent of yourself and it goes on to say in verse 8 my child listen when your father corrects you don't neglect your mother's instruction now it hurts and it stings a little bit when God corrects us you know when when he gives us instruction and he gives us correction you know sometimes it's painful sometimes it's stuff we don't want to do sometimes it's it's that feeling of, but God, there is no but God, church. There is no but God. There is no but God. If God is giving you instruction 
and you're not doing it, expect his correction. You know, when I first got saved, I thought life was going to be easy. You know, I thought I could still live in a world and make everybody happy. You know, I could make my friends that weren't living for Jesus happy. I could make my, you know, my wife at the time happy because she wanted to live for God. And I didn't realize that God's correction is kind of like taking a square peg and forcing it through a round hole. Stuff has got to fall away. And... You know, when God strips away that stuff and forces you through that round hole, sometimes it hurts. When he cuts away the flesh, it hurts. But we're better off for it in the end. When you learn from the people that come before you, when you learn from, you know, your father and your mother, um, and that's not necessarily just talking about your earthly father and mother. This is talking about God in and of Himself. You know, when you when you learn from the instruction and that correction, God blesses you with that. You know, we're, we're talking about this, even though it's painful. And when you learn from it, it says right here, it's going to be a crown, a crown of grace, and it, it's going to be a chain of honor around your neck. And, you know, that's, there's something to that church, you know, we expect to have all of God's glory right from the beginning and not do any of the work. And I'll tell you, we've got it backwards. It's putting the cart before the horse. We can't continue to do that. You know, we, we have to listen to what he's teaching us. We have to learn from our correction. Then... God honors and, and, and gives us glory. You know, ver, verse, you know, verse ten through, um, verse ten through nineteen, basically talks about when people that aren't living for God try to entice you, try to to get you to sin. You know, when, when we get saved. And God forgives us of our sins. It's like putting a big old bullseye on your back, church, when when the people that, that we know in the world that don't live for God, when they see this difference in us, they're like, uh, something's different in you, and we like the old guy better. So, because the old guy, you know, he's he's down with what we do. But this new guy, not so much. This new guy doesn't seem like he's, he's interested in doing the stuff that we think is fun. And, you know, see the air quotes there, the fun air quotes. You know, it, it talks about here where sin, the sin, people that have that sinful lifestyle, they want you to come back and, and throw in with them and do those sinful things. And, yeah, I mean, it talks about here about laying ambush with people and killing people and stealing their stuff. Uh, but that, that is just a an analogy for all of the sinful things that are in your life. You know, if God, let's say God delivers you from alcohol and you know that I, I can speak from personal experience with this. When God delivered me from alcohol, you know, I wanted to still hang out with the friends that I had that we would go bar hopping all the time. And it was a constant pull back in a direction that God delivered me from that, that was basically saying, I don't want you here anymore but it was my flesh and the people that were helping me lift up that flesh saying, you know what? 
we want you back over here. You know, the fun Chris, the the guy that would go out and party with us and the guy that would, you know, throw down two or three hundred dollars a night in a bar tab so everybody could have a good time. Let's make sure everybody's having a good time, folks. I'd rather now I'd rather make sure people are having a good time in Jesus. And I would rather make sure that everybody that I meet in and I'm in contact with at least knows the concept of Jesus Christ as salvation. The next part of this, you know, as we get into verse 20, we start talking about wisdom. And wisdom, you know, the, the, he, they use a lot of, this is pretty harsh if we look at this. You know, wisdom cries out in the public square. It shouts in the streets. You know, it, the people that, back in, back in the day, back in, in the biblical day, people gathered at the gates of the city that's where knowledge was passed to each other. That's where the happenings were. That was kind of the, the Facebook of, you know, of what was going on in the time. Everybody kind of gathered at the city gates to find out what was happening. Sorry, I needed more coffee. So everybody, it says here that they're, they're hanging out at the city gates and, and we're looking for wisdom. And it says here, how long you simpletons will you insist on being simple minded? How long you people that are intentionally rejecting Jesus, how long are you going to do it? For how long are you going to be simple-minded? The people that make fun of Christianity that, oh, you guys are, you guys are holy rollers. You guys are, you know, you guys have to, you're no fun. You have to give up all of this stuff. I don't know if you ever come to one of our barbecues, but they're pretty fun. You know, we get mocked a lot for our beliefs. And yes, I, I will tell you, you know, as much as people say here in America, we don't get made fun of for being Christians. Yes, we do. I will tell you right now, the school systems here, as they, they will, you can be any kind of religion you want to be and it's accepted unless it's Christianity. You cannot say Jesus in school, at least here where I am. We learned that the hard way. That's a whole nother story. But it says here, how long will you fools hate my knowledge? How long are you going to reject the gospel of Jesus Christ? How long are you going to reject the good news Come and listen to my counsel and I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Let Jesus in. He will share with you the knowledge that it takes to live a righteous life. To live that life that we talked about before that is wise and disciplined. But as we go into verse 24, this is where the warning comes in. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice. You rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. You know, there is only so long that that knock on the door is going to continue to knock before somebody walks away. We will only, we'll put it in a term for now, you know, nowadays. If you call somebody 
and you let that phone ring, there's only so long that they will let that phone ring before they hang up. There's only so long Jesus will knock at the door and say, please let me into your heart. Please let me in. But there's only so long before he stops knocking. Then it becomes your responsibility. And if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. It talks about when storms and calamities and disasters come into your life like a, like a cyclone or a tornado. How many of us can, can attest to that? You know, when, when life, everything is upside down in life. You know, you're up, you're down, you're this way, you're that way. When all of those things happen, is it because you're not opening the door? Is it because you've rejected God's correction? Is it because, you, is it because you've, you've rejected God's instruction? When you do that, anguish and distress overwhelm you. When you cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. Sometime, it's going to be too late. When people cry out for help, there's not going to be an answer. Do you understand what that means, church? There's going to be a point in time when it's too late. When we're standing here in God's presence. When we're standing and we're getting judged. And we cry out and say, we didn't know, nobody told me. It's going to be too late. You're not going to find him. And he's not going to know you. And it's because they, we, they rejected and paid no attention when, they, when, when we were corrected. So, I'm going to stop there. Okay, I'm going I'm to stop there today, church, uh, only because, you know, this is running a little longer than I expected it to run, kind of got off on a tangent, which, you know, if you all know me, that happens a lot, but, you know, we're, we're talking about today, allowing God to correct us, allowing God to teach us, because when he does, that's what the, that's what these Proverbs are for, when God, when we allow the correction and the circumcising of our hearts, he's going to allow us to be wiser, more disciplined, and righteous. So I hope this gives you something to think about today, church. I love you. Have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Be blessed.